right, I, I don't got time to mark this motherfucker. Here we go again. We can't hear anybody. Nobody can talk to anybody. You guessed at Pressure Points with your two favorite hosts, I'm D, and this is my robed and rugged AJ. We're coming at you with Season 5, Episode 36, Galvarino's Plight. I'll be continuing the mid-16th century history of the Mapuche tribe in Chile, so strap in and find us on Instagram and Twitter, at Points of Pressure. Let's get to it. Well, turn the fucking thing off, you dumbass. Your robe has made you more powerful. It has. It's done phenomenal things. Oh, it's great, right? Yeah. Do you wear it all the time? Uh, pretty not often. all the time because I know this thing was expensive as fuck, and I'm like, I don't want to get anything on it. But yeah. I wear it all the time. I, I wear it it's as awesome. often as I can. It's yeah. This is a robed stream. It is. AJ has a shirt on underneath his robe like a I didn't. Bitch. I didn't catch the memo. All right, give me I'm a second. I'm fucking nips out, baby. Oh, my headphones. <laughs> I didn't catch the memo. <laughs> no, you're okay. No, you're nope. Okay. Nope. You mentioned it. Okay. Now I gotta fucking All right. take off my goddamn shit. It's fair. Oh, my headphones. Ugh. So keep talking. Don't sneeze. Don't sneeze. <laughs> oh, I didn't. I didn't. See, I didn't. Thank you. <laughs> uh, yeah. So. I almost it was... brought a cigar. Oh, man, that would have been perfect. But I also don't think I would have been like... I don't like, want the rope to be cigar-y. Yeah. Uh, so my girlfriend gave me a really, really fucking, like, nice, legit silk robe for my birthday. And ooh-wee, it is magical. And I had just gotten one from my wife for mm. our anniversary. <laughs> oh, mm. top tier. If you don't have one... Fucking get one. These babies are mm, mm. nice. They're so nice. Especially when I'm completely nude. That's when it's the best. How's that? Yeah, that's great. It's open down to I my love it. loins. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not wearing any pants, by the way. No, we never do. It's not standard. That's not pressure point standard. Thank you very much. It's uh, against the company policy. Yeah, it is. Uh, we are also... I hit the table, sorry. We, we got to do a cheers. Here, bring your microphone to the middle. Yeah. Ooh, that sounded that a good crisp. One. Uh, we have Sweet Tea's Special honey, Serum. Honey Wheat Serum. <laughs> so we're going to be he, drinking that tonight. He said, hey, let me know if it's skunked. <laughs> it's either skunked or gotten way better, so let me know. We'll drink it, and if you have to spit it out, do it directly into the microphone. Yeah, of course. That's a little skunky, but not bad. No, I, I think that's a it's that's a ma good. mature skunk. I think that's good. <laughs> it's a nice aged skunk. <laughs> I no, it's good. It's still always, really. You good. always say things are skunky before I can ever detect it. I think this tastes great. I'm also a slut for like ice cold beer. Well, I'm sorry. Go get ice then. We'll pour it over ice. No, not not that kind. Oh, of iced. <laughs> but yeah, it's still really fucking. I think good. it's good. It's, it's got Not some bad. depth. That is tasty. That's a good one. So, how how was your week, my friend, <laughs> my fellow host? Um, did I do anything this week? Like, it's a very DS week for you. 
Yeah, just did homework. <laughs> oh, I I did really good on my cardiovascular rhythm assessment nice. uh, test. It was really weird because it was assessing rhythms, but they didn't have any images. Oh. Which is shit. <laughs> <laughs> but I did really well on that and played some D&D. Yeah, that's right. Some D and D. Uh, AJ survived. Your... He survived his first round of combat ever, even though he's gone through two rounds of combat. Up to this point. Up yep. to that point. It was a lot of fun. It was a... It is the... We're playing the Curse of Strahd storyline, which is like, I think, four sessions. I'm not sure. But uh, yeah, we threw some characters together, played, and it was a fucking grand old time. So, Oh, yeah. Yeah. I wasn't even drinking yet. Yeah. None of us got drunk. And we're planning on doing we're planning on doing it again and drinking and hosting right here, not in the studio, but not in, in the stank studio, in my front room. So, hell yeah, it, it's been a good good little weekend, man. That's for sure. Yeah, it wasn't bad. I mean, I, I had a successful and enjoyable dinner with my parents. Yeah, that where's, was a great. Where's the thing. applause sound effect on here? Yeah, woo yeah. And the in-studio audience is thrilled. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Me. They they were like, hey, we want to take you out for for your day of birth. And I was like, oh, god damn it, okay. <laughs> we'll get through this, and then I'll see them next Sunday, whatever. We'll get this shit done. We went to dinner, and uh, originally I proposed, hey, we'll go to this seafood place. My mom was like- Yeah, in, in Utah- Nah, the epitome it's, of seafood. Eh, it's still good. Like we're a landlocked state. It's it's still good. I know. I'm just giving. Um, but my mom was like, "Oh, your dad, he's not a big seafood guy." I was like, "Okay, what about this place?" And it's a martini bar, but it's a bistro. And I was like, "What about that?" Because I've been there and it's really good. Did you order just drink after no, drink? No, and get so destroyed. We went. Our, I proposed it, and she was like, "I don't know if your dad will like how fancy it is. He's kind of a steak and potatoes guy, which is very true. He's fair enough. He's from the middle of fucking nowhere, <laughs> and he's had like six dollars in his savings account his whole life. So I don't blame him for for being like most of these look like salads. D, what the fuck." Mm-hmm. So I was like, uh, what about this brewery? And my mom responded and was like, are you trying to get us drunk? And I was like, maybe, <laughs> who knows? Um, but no, I told her, I was like, it has phenomenal food. Dude, breweries do have it. really good oh, food. They always do. Mm. Uh, and she was like, I'll take your word for it. Sounds good. We went over there, had a phenomenal time. They told us about their trip to Cancun. That was paid for by their fucking like credit card company. They got a shit ton of sky miles. They were like, "Yeah, we'll go." So yeah, they, it was it was really good. It was a good time. So things are on the up and up for for young D. Dang. So it's it's been a, a it, successful weekend. A, a little turned a little corner. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Who knows? Mm. Who knows where we go from here? Maybe they wanted you to get them yeah. drunk. We'll we'll find. Yeah, I know, right? I doubt it. Um. But we'll find out next weekend when I return from from the family party. So, Ooh, family party next weekend? Yeah, next Sunday What's the address? we'll be recording after. I'm not going to say because I don't trust all of our fans. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, so we're recording after the party, your yeah, party on Sunday? because they always do it early. 
I don't know when I'm going to be back. <laughs> we'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. Yeah. It'll come out at the same time for you guys. <laughs> yeah, you guys will get it at 3 a.m. on Monday anyway. Yeah, so. whether we recorded it at 2 a.m. or... Yeah, right. Um, also, in like two weeks, Saturday the 28th at 12... Or so, we're going to do, I'm going to say 1 p.m. Mountain Standard Time. You're for committing. For those of you who are in Norway. Saturday the what? The 28th. Keep an eye out. We will be. I hope I don't have a clinical. Fucking live. You shouldn't because it'll be a week after your current clinical. And you don't have them back-to-back weeks, right? Not usually, yeah. Sweet. And if you do, then we'll, we'll update it, it last second. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Or sorry, Saturday the 29th. Saturday, October 29th, 1 p.m. Mountain Standard Time. We'll be going live. We might not be starting for a little bit after that. We might be live at 1230. Who fucking knows? But around that time, keep an eye out. We are trying to do a bit of an extravaganza that day. Yeah, we should we should have some food. Yeah, yeah, no. we'll have we'll have some food. We and make drinks. a make a show of it. You it'll know? be it'll be a grand little Guess hopefully a couple hours spooks. grand old time. So tune in if you don't. Hey Ma, if you, you aren't join? subscribed to us on YouTube. Go subscribe now. You get a little alert. You'll get a maybe. notification. Yeah, I don't really know how it works. And but... go, uh, go listen to and like all of our videos on YouTube. Yeah, yeah. and so, leave comments yeah. on every single one. Yeah. Just hey, great job! Wow, fantastic! Do that. Yeah, right now as you're listening to this episode with all your all your different yeah. emails too. as you're listening to this episode on YouTube. I hope. <laughs> Uh, so, now that we're all caught up, uh... So you brought me back to Chile. Yeah, we're going back to Chile. So, a couple weeks ago, we discussed the life and legend of Leftro. The uh, Badass, I believe, was his official title. Yes, he was the Mapuche tribe member. He ended up becoming, uh, Toki, um, and he took revenge on the Spaniards in the late 1500s, well, mid-1500s in Chile. So, he, unfortunately, where we left off, had tragically died trying to take back the city of Santiago. And the Spaniards had just been told of the location of the Mapuche tribe. Now, this group of Spaniards was being led by Garcia Hurtado de Mendoza. Boo! Yeah, boo, fuck this guy. However, Mendoza, he kind of... He was held in high regard in Chile because he was willing to work with the indigenous people. Um, oh, that's rare. Yeah, I know. He he would attempt to have like policies of goodwill with with tribes. Like he wouldn't show up and just put his foot down and fucking kill everybody. Are you sure this was a Spaniard? Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> you wouldn't think so, but surprisingly enough, uh, yeah, he was successful with it. Um, he was. He was previously a noble in Spain and joined the conquistadors or whatever and came out this way to South America. Now, like I said, a lot of these indigenous tribes that weren't the Mapuche um, worked with him. Some of them even joined this guy. Yeah, this is this is kind of he was a very well known for not being a piece of shit Spanish leader. Fair enough. Um now, because of what the Mapuche tribe has gone through and because of their customs, like these guys fucking revel in war. So when they hear that Mendoza is 
basically working through this this way, uh, they see his calm and peaceful demeanor as weak. They're like, oh, this guy doesn't like burn down every fucking village he goes to. Yeah, he sucks. Yeah, he's he's a he's a dumb bitch that doesn't know how to take over a town. Which, I mean, at the time, yeah, that that's very fair with what Mapuches have run into previously. They have gotten resistance from every fucking Spaniard that's come in. The yeah. Spaniards aren't exactly the like sweetest <laughs> grandmother led. They didn't people. show up with yeah. gingerbread. And- yeah, like. <laughs> These aren't your standard, like, oh, yeah, let's make peace and take over the area. <laughs> yeah, the, Span- which is yeah. the standard of colonialism. <laughs> let's be nice. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, the, the Mapuche see this guy as just a pushover. They've taken a handful of different forts already. Yeah, they were thwarted at the last one. But, but like, one loss yeah, one mean loss. the war. Exactly. However, their numbers are really dwindling because of all of the reg- like the two or three losses that they had back to back. Yeah, that um, sucks. Their numbers are kind of starting to dwindle out. And this is like April, I think, April 1850 or 1557. 18, 300 years 1857. later. 1857. Damn, uh, they've been fine for a long time. Right? Uh so the the Spaniards and Mendoza, well, the Spaniards basically tell Mendoza, look, the Mapuche see you as this weak leader. Like, they're going to try to capitalize on this because you don't have all of this experience in battles, which you wouldn't because you're. You are noble and now yeah, you're, you're doing to a do good fucking job working with the indigenous tribes. So. I forgot I took off my shirt. Yeah, you're like, I looked down. It's like, brisk. What the hell? <laughs> So Mendoza hears about this and he changes his strategy. Now, he didn't just start storming in and destroying towns. Instead, what he's doing is he's taking the towns that he's already taken over, that he has these tribes, people that are willing to work with him. And he says, we're going to turn you into a fort. We're going to build up your defenses and we're just going to build all these little forts around the Mapuche tribe. And kind of block bit of, them a in, choking them out. Yeah, a little. So, yeah, he does exactly that. Doubles down on his defense, and they just focus everything into building up everything that the Mapuche have either taken previously, and they got back, or revitalizing these little tribes. Mm-hmm. Um, I would love to, but I it will. You're gonna choke on a peanut. I know. Yeah, it'll be. They're there. Talk. I'll eat a bunch of them after. No, you won't. No, I won't. Um, so the Mapuche hear about this, and they kind of see this happen over the course of like six months. <clears throat> these these tiny tribes before that they knew were working with them are suddenly they have. Eight foot up walls. An army. Yeah. yeah, they have eight foot walls and archer holes, and they're like, "What the fuck is this?" Mm-hmm. So the Mapuche would attempt to attack while they were building these forts. Yeah, that makes sense. And they couldn't win. They just couldn't get everything together because the guy who's originally put everything together and kind of would would organize their guerrilla assault. He's dead now. 
Yeah, so Lotharu's gone. So he, yeah, they lost a lot of the strategy and the knowledge of how the Spaniards were working. Yeah, the, all, like that. That like the the to me when I was you know thinking about the story, I was like so like having somebody who knows exactly how they think militarily and what they what they mm-hmm. do like their strategies. Makes it really easy to adapt to those. Yeah. And if you don't know that, that's gone now. Exactly. And it's like, if he's just his presence on the battlefield is enough to stop the Spaniards. Like, just him seeing how they form, he's like, okay, adapt this way. We'll yeah, do this do instead. This. Let's do this. Yeah. And that's why he was so successful. It's just unfortunate that his numbers got so low and he was still wanting to push into Santiago. I think yeah. if I think if he waited... Like maybe like a few more months, a year, mm-hmm. the Mapuche tribe would have been, they would have stopped the Spaniards wholeheartedly. Like I yeah, like, fully they were believe close. that. They were so yeah. close. I mean, they were taking forts from yeah. people that had guns, guns and horses and, horses, and these and guys armor. just have fucking clubs. It was like, like it was helmets. astonishing. No, and, they were doing, yeah. And I'm sure Spain, like, Spain was fucking scared of them. Well, man. how long would it even take to send a message back? Hey, we're getting our ass beat. Yeah. What is that? Like a four month trip or something on ship? Like that takes that'll take forever yeah. to but even I mean, communicate the losses. Regardless, the Mapuches were making fucking they were making waves in Spain oh, yeah. just by what they were doing. So now they're attacking these forts. They can't seem to just win they can't take back forts they're not taking anything over they're sending people in they're getting captured killed whatever and um in october uh mendoza decided to take his army of 500 spaniards and 1000 indigenous tribesmen that's a big army yeah that's a huge army but you have (laughs) Double the tribesmen fighting for you than you do Spaniards. Yeah. This is how how good of a politician Mendoza was. It speaks volumes to like his what, charisma, what or he policies. did. Yeah. yeah, mind you, not a great guy. No, no, but still, still an invader. Yeah, they so they take these fifteen hundred men into uh, Lagunillas, and Mendoza sends some troop some troops forward to check out the next day's march. So he sets up camp at the edge of this shallow lake. And over the course of this year, um, the weather has just been a clusterfuck. Like previously, yeah, I mean, you're in South America, so you've got you've got a lot of rain. But this year specifically has been extra rainy, like on their way to Lagunillas. They're like, normally they would just ford this river, but they're having to take rafts that they're like tying to get makeshift, throw it together from a couple chopped up trees, Mm -hmm. rafts to get across these raging rivers now. Uh, So they get across this river. They're like, holy shit, what a fucking day. Let's set up camp. We're on the edge of this, this lake, which if all else fails, we can fight in it, but maybe we can figure something out with it like they know that they're not going to get attacked from the lake you know so and if they if the lake attacks them they could just drain it the lake just has a bunch of little straws 
<laughs> yeah. I mean, previously they have drained lakes, so yeah, they not- they know that this is this is standard practice. <laughs> uh, <laughs> good good callback. Look at I you love go. that story. I'm impressed. That one's great. I loved it. It really really is a good one. So uh, crazy. So they set up camp. He sends these this like group of I think it's like fifty or so men, seventy men. He sends seventy men south, further south, to go make sure that their walk tomorrow isn't gonna be a pain in the ass like it was the day before. Yeah. And uh he fucking kicks his feet up. He's like, Holy shit, what a day. Um and the group that had been sent forward or no, he didn't send 70 here. He just sent like, I think it was like just 50. Yeah, it was small a really, group. really small group. <laughs> enough to like cover their asses if they were attacked. Yeah. Um. So they get far enough south away that uh, Mendoza can't hear everything that's going on, but they get ambushed by a Mapuche, Ooh. like 50 or so Mapuche tribes people, or warriors, I should say, um, that... They have a handful block their path, and then a bunch jump out of the forest. This is just the Mapuche go-to. Like, oh, yeah. That, that's Guerrilla Warfare path. 101. Yeah, flank flank out of the jungle. So they get ambushed. They send somebody back. They're like, holy shit, Like somebody needs to tell them that they're going to fuck us up tonight. This isn't, mm-hmm. this isn't a tomorrow morning kind of thing. <laughs> so... Uh, <laughs> this scout is on his way back, but this is a few miles. Like, yeah, it takes time. Yeah, it's gonna take a minute. And um, I keep losing my place in my notes. I need to stop not scrolling. <laughs> uh, so back at camp, they have no idea what's happened. And these two boys, they head out into the jungle, into the forest, to look for fruit. And some firewood and just kind of scavenge, whatever. And as soon as they get far enough into the forest, they run into hundreds of Mapuche just waiting, waiting for the fucking signal. And these two kids, they have a handful of fucking berries and their jaws drop. And one of them manages to escape. He turns tail fucking runs. He probably trips the other one. Yeah. <laughs> and just runs. He just throws a banana peel in front of him, one that he just finished eating. Yeah. Plantain, uh, plantain yeah, peel. Yeah, a plantain peel. Uh so he he just books it out of there. The other one just fucking slaughtered. Oh yeah. And uh ju- so Mendoza, while these boys were out in the forest, gets word the scout arrives and says, hey, some shit just went down to the south. We're getting attacked by the Mapuche. So Mendoza's like, oh, my God. Send 70, 70 dudes out, 20 of which are on horses. Send them south. We'll clear them up. We'll be fine. And then the guy's like, okay, but, like, expect something else to happen. And just after these 70 troops leave, this kid comes out of the woods. And he's like... They're fucking Mapuche out there. Look, we're going to get ambushed. And it then, was a fucking ambush. Yeah, it was a fucking ambush. <laughs> so Mendoza turns and he's like, fuck, dude. Like, they're splitting us up. Like, this is genius. So Mendoza, just as quickly as he can, gets everybody 
in a defensive position. He's like, I don't know how the fuck we're going to survive this, but let's do our best to survive. Mind you, they do have well over a thousand men still. Mm-hmm. Um, and just right as soon as the Spaniards get set up in defensive positions, all of these Mapuche rush out of the jungle. And without Leftraro's leadership, it leaves the Mapuche basically in shambles. Like this Aww. is this is by far the most that was me. Okay. Uh it's the most chaotic and unorganized attempt at an ambush, at killing Spaniards. Like it's just this battle is an absolute clusterfuck. Well, it it's even like unlucky to the fact that if those kids didn't find them, like if that guy didn't make it back yeah. to warn them, they wouldn't be set up in any kind of defensive exactly. position. And they, they, you know, it may have gone a different way. Like, yeah, there is a good chance that they would have they would have done really well, or at least just more damage. Yeah, uh, but basically. This battle doesn't last all that long, and it ends up the Mapuche get driven into the marshy lake. Like, Ooh. they they get defended and kind of surrounded in, like, a crescent and Yeah, so they can't, they can't even run away because yeah. the water. Exactly. Like, you're Ooh. waist high in mud and chest deep in water. Like, you're, you can't do you're anything. You're completely fucked. So... Uh, it's unfortunate that, that Mendoza, he got word just in time. It's like you said, his defenses aren't up. This is a totally different story. Yeah. Left like Traru's alive, completely different story. Oh, totally. They probably wouldn't even have, have had this battle. Mind you, I, I also think that the Mapuche, there is a good chance that they did not account for the Spaniards taking as long to get here as they did. Because, like, this is a fucking nighttime battle. Mm-hmm. My guess is that they, they've been in that forest waiting. They're exhausted. And there's a good chance that as soon as as soon as they arrived, they were just like, fuck, like, we need to we need to wake up. We need to go. Well, there, there's also the and, aspect of, well, they lost their leader, mm-hmm. you know, fairly recently. Like, there, there may be some <clears throat> feeling of... Um, like desperation almost where yeah. it's we have to do something like we're no longer at the point where we can rely on this one person so let's just do it let's do something like we need to keep winning we need to keep going yeah and, and that, i mean that leads to hasty decisions that get you killed on top of that they're losing to somebody that they all of the mapuche consider they, yeah, they weak. didn't deem a threat at all mm-hmm. and so they're they, not succeeding so against false him whatsoever. at the same time yeah could have said, well, yeah, they have, you know, over a thousand people, you know, 1500 warriors or whatever, but, yeah. you know, he's probably going to run away. Total mess. So <coughs> they, they get absolutely fucked in this oh, battle. Yeah. Mind you, they didn't have a lot of people. There were like 500 total Mapuche, 300 get killed, Dang, 150, yeah, 150 are taken as prisoners. So. So 50 survive-ish. Yeah, and plus they're the handful at, like, the front, the like, south. And that, wherever yeah, else, yeah. That either survived or escaped. So survivors run into the jungle, barely escape with their lives. And, yeah, the remaining prisoners 
are taken and Mendoza's Mendoza's thing with prisoners was to take their nose and the right hand. And I know uh uh what was his name? Valdivia his was to take both hands and both feet and let, leave them to bleed out, right? Mm-hmm. So uh Mendoza would take their their right hand because that was generally your sword hand mm-hmm. and you would take their nose so that it's like very obvious visually it's yeah carving a swastika in the forehead yeah visual and he would send them back home and say hey they tried to stand up against like he he would call them like insurrectionists basically and said hey spain runs spain runs the chile area this is why you don't stand up to us yeah it it, it makes it both they're no longer valuable as a warrior, but it's also a warning to anybody else. Exactly. So they get these 150 men. Sorry, excuse me. And uh, they start bringing them up to this chopping block. Cut off their arm or their hand, cut off their nose. And there's a Toki that is among the group. That they find, and they kind of make a spectacle. They round everybody up to watch as they pick Galvarino, walk him up to the chopping block, and he puts his left hand on the chopping block. The amputator swings down, cuts off his left hand, and Galvarino reaches up, grabs his left hand, tosses it to the side, and puts his right hand on the chopping block. And the guy is... This fucking axe man looks around. He's like, what the fuck? Okay. Swings down, chops off Galvarino's right hand. Galvarino puts his head down on the chopping block. And just as he puts his head down, everybody's watching. And a lot of the Mapuche are like, yo, like this is our, like, he's going to die in battle. He's, he's standing for Mapuche. He's not going to go back and just bitch and moan and give in Mm. and mendoza sees this and steps in and says no don't kill him because what he's doing is a power move yeah he's he's martyring himself Mm -hmm. yeah giving them a reason to fight he's giving them a a symbol yeah they all say we're fighting we're fighting under galvarino like the man that fucking stood up against the spaniards Mm -hmm. like he forced them to take a prisoner's life fuck them so Mendoza stops this and he says, no, 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 no. We're sending him back home with no hands, no nose. He's fucking worthless. Like, mm-hmm. fuck you, Galvarino. You're not going to win this battle. No, forget about it. So uh, they ship Galvarino home along with the other prisoners. And uh, sending a Toki home without any hands is an even ballsier move than just sending him home with one hand. Cause it's like, yeah, he could have fought with the left hand. He probably would have as a Mapuche, but you're taking somebody that has basically like a captain on the battlefield and you're sending him back and saying, Hey, now he's fucking worthless in battle. Well, not just in battle, but how do you like, how, how do you gonna fucking, hunt? how do you eat? How do you eat? How do you, pre- like if they, if he stays alive, he's a drain of resources yeah, for whatever village he's yeah, in. You're sending him back and you're saying... Somebody's like, going to have to care for you. Somebody's going to have to wipe your ass and feed you. 
Yeah. Like, you can't even contribute to society anymore. Exactly. Like, so you send him back and you're saying, hey, we didn't kill him, but in a month, when he does die, we're the ones responsible for it. It is a fucking big dick move. Yeah, it's either you keep him alive mm -hmm. and waste your time and resources yeah. with that, or you exile him or yeah. kill him. Either way, <laughs> we win. Fucked. Like, it's really fucked it's up. It's completely fucked. But it's it's clever on Mendoza's It's a strategy. Mendoza's it's a very approach. clever strategy. So, Galvarino gets back, and he arrives. They have half the hands in the in the 150 prisoners they had before. And Galvarino's first stop, after he's fucking seared his, his stumps, is he goes to a blacksmith. And he, he builds a prosthetic articulating hand. Yeah. No, way cooler. He says, I want you to tie two swords to my arms. Hell yeah. And this blacksmith is like, what? <laughs> so they fashion Yeah, it was like, swords. get some metal brackets. Yeah. And... They fucking measure everything out. He goes and gets his wounds tended. And Galvarino, instead of just rolling over and saying, yeah, you know, like, I'm, I'm a fucking resource dump. Like, I'm, I'm just wasted. He says, no. I'm going back, and I'm fucking taking every single person with me that I run into with my two fucking sword arms. Sword arms. Yeah, they, yeah. so they kind of made him into a martyr anyway. Yeah, a, because, a huge martyr. Because now he's a physical representation of, yeah, I was defeated. Yeah, they, they fucking maimed me. I'm still going to fucking but kill him. Fuck like them. That, that's... I'm, I'm taken back. Dang, they're, they're like really interesting decisions on both sides. The are like fucking bonkers. Yeah, the more I read about badass. it, I'm like, holy shit, these guys don't fuck around. No, not at all. So, uh, he has he has it planned to have swords attached to his arms, and over the next month, they tend his arms, they feed him, they get him back to fucking ready, ready level, and. During this time, Galvarino is recruiting like a motherfucker. I mean, that's a good recruit. Yeah. You show up to somebody's fucking hut and you cut the door off with both hands. With your hand sword? Yeah. You cut a hole in the door, just... They're going to fucking join. Yeah. So, on November 29th... All of those prisoners should get a sword arm. Yeah, for real. How bad at like I'm just imagining <laughs> just, just that, a team of men, just a team of like short sword arm dudes, yeah, just like running. Oh yeah, battle. you were a prisoner. You got captured. Okay. Let's do it yeah. again. <laughs> Round them up and strap a sword on their nub. That's badass. <laughs> they should have done that. Cool. So, Galvarino ends up. Uh, he recruits as many dudes as he can, and. Uh, on the 29th of November, 1557, he stands in front of the army that he's, he's built, and he says, A, my brothers, see that you all fight very well. You do not want to be as I am without hands, so you will not be able to work or not eat if you do not give it to them. Uh, he raises his two swords up in the air, and shouts, nobody is allowed to flee but to die. Because you die defending your mother country, I would die first, and though I no longer have hands, 
I will do what I can with my teeth. My brothers, why have you stopped attacking these Christians? Seeing the manifest damage that from the day which they entered our kingdom until today, they have done and are doing. And still, they will do to you what you see that they have done to me. Cut your hands off if you are not diligent in making the most of wreaking destruction on these so injurious people for us and our children and women. And on the 30th of November, Galvarino and 3,000 men jump out of the trees at dawn. Damn, that's a lot of dudes. To, that is a fuck ton. That makes me want to go kill the Christians. Know, yeah, it makes me want to lose both arms. Psych. Uh, so... 3,000 men strong. The Mapuche circle one of the nearest camps that Mendoza is running. And on November 30th, it's a, it's a holiday for Spain. Uh, this is the day of Saint San Andres. Day of San Andreas. Oh, yeah. <laughs> day of GTA San Andreas. Yeah. Release date. Uh, so they were all home playing uh, Xbox, yeah, just original yeah. Xbox. OG, OG Xbox and PS2, baby. Uh, so all these guys, all these Spaniards are planning on just having a kickback, chill, nice little holiday, doing their thing. And normally what would happen is at dawn the uh, trumpets would play like an extra special little holiday tune. But this time, the trumpets are sounding an alarm, and it catches everybody off guard. Everybody wakes up like, why the fuck? Like, that's not that's not the San, San Andreas theme song, baby. <laughs> the San, San Andreas theme song. So these dudes wake up, and... They just start grabbing their weapons, getting ready to go, but completely confused as to what the fuck is going on. Yeah. Because only a small team of Mapuche have really attacked at this point. They're like, this is this is a work holiday. Yeah, right. What the fuck? Why would I be called in on a work <laughs> holiday? So they all get to their posts, and the 3,000 Mapuche jump out of the trees and ambush the fuck out of the Spaniards. Now- this battle starts at dawn and it lasts well into the afternoon. Like this, this shit is now not. That's a lot of dudes. This is not know? standard. This is a big fucking battle. I'm pretty sure this is almost. This is the second biggest battle during this whole thing. Before uh, Leftraru had like a team of eight thousand, I want to say, and that was the biggest that the Mapuche were. So this is the second largest Damn. Mapuche attack that's happened and it goes on for forever galvarino is fucking slaughtering dudes left and right he's running in with both hands forward stabbing people in the chest he's i mean imagine being one of those warriors you got a club or whatever it is dude have you seen those clubs that they had no I'm badass. Sure cool as hell. All of the weaponry that they had were badass looking. I love tribal rep- oh weaponry. Oh my god. It's so sick. So cool. So they're just, you know, beating the shit out of these dudes. <laughs> and then they're like, oh, damn, I'm getting tired. And they look over 
and there's a dude with two sword arms <laughs> splitting a dude in half, like chopping the head off a horse as it's charging him. Yeah, and shit dude. like that happening, and you're like, it's okay, I can crazy. keep going. I can keep going for a couple more hours like, if this guy can do it. This is let's do this. This is some Mortal Kombat level <laughs> shit, yeah. man. Like he's just doing fatality left and right, like you said, chopping dudes in half, taking people's fucking arms off with a quick swing. He has had a month to learn how to use these new weapons, and I'm sure he's using them very fucking well. Yeah. So, I, like, imagine being a Spaniard, too. Like, <laughs> That's even you, more terrifying. Imagine being the guy that cut off his hands. You're just, like, chilling. You're looking for people to, to shoot mm. with your, your fancy little gun and in your iron sights. You see that <laughs> son of a bitch that was like, kill me, do it. And you're like... We should have fucking killed him as he oh, cuts shit. like six dudes in half. Totally, he, he shoots bonkers. him. Blo he blocks <laughs> he it with the sword. Reflects it back <laughs> at him. Yeah. Ricochets it right into, into the into guy's the forehead. face. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, this shit goes on for like six hours. This is a big ass battle for this fort, and unfortunately, it ends with three thousand dead Mapuche. Damn. Yeah, there are so. 2,200 die in battle, 800 are taken prisoner, and all 800 are killed. Any leaders that they find are hanged. Uh, Mendoza is like, no, we're not going to make the same mistake. Yeah, we, we ain't last fucking time. around again. And <clears throat> Galvarino is one of these men that they find. Ah, damn. He's, he's taken captive. But imagine, out of 3,000 people, he's still fucking survived yeah that's still like this dude was a force to be reckoned with. can you imagine galvarino and Leftraru? like oh. he, he would be his secret weapon he'd be like Unleash you're gonna you're gonna Galvarino. come out of the trees from behind and just cut everybody's achilles heel yeah you're this you're the psychological warfare part <laughs> i'm the strategy he's like i only need an army of two men me yeah. and galvarino so Mendoza is looking over the prisoners. He's figuring out who the leaders are, and he sees Galvarino. And he looks at him, looks him in the eyes, and he says, all of the other leaders hang. This one, throw him to the dogs. Because he, he, he fucking spit in Mendoza's face. Mendoza was trying to make a statement out of him, and he came back, and he did... Quite the fucking opposite. Like mm -hmm. this is just yeah, a and you know if you then total slap in the hang face, hang him, which hanging is always a statement. Yeah, you are now martyring him again. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. oh, he survived yeah. the, all this fighting. No, watch the, we're, and we're still going to treat him like us? one of the leaders, and he says no. Just yeah. feed him. To he the didn't. He didn't want to make that mistake again. Yeah. So unfortunately, Galvarino dies as well in in this battle both of these incredible incredible leaders in the Mapuche tribe both died in 1857 and it sucks that does suck but they left us with two really fucking good ass yeah. stories to talk about inspiration for what happens when the world Ooh, you know declines dude big time i'm ready so yeah fucking the amazing the second Mapuche legend, and there are, as I'm reading, there are even more. Like, oh, I'm sure. It's I'm just, sure you could just keep going. I'm sure there are tons of tribes people down in South America in the 1500s that are just phenomenal. So I, I will be 
definitely looking into these. You oh, can talk uh, about World War II. Yeah. And I'll talk gonna, about Yugoslavia and South uh, America. South America. Yeah. So. It, I, I think this is such an, not only an interesting topic, but an important topic. Yeah. At least in the United States, our healthcare uh, healthcare system. Well, our health healthcare system. Sorry, I was doing. <laughs> if homework. If you were to lose both arms now, I was doing. You'd be yeah. done for. No, I was doing homework before this. Our educational system sucks. Mm -hmm. Like the what they teach about the conquistadors is they came over, they took San Diego, they, they left, they fought a little bit, and then they accidentally let smallpox out. <laughs> <laughs> and then they, it wasn't their fault, but like everyone's dead, so they may as well take the resources. And then they left, yeah. which is not at all true. They totally knew, knowingly weaponized smallpox and did this shit. And you, like, all the history that is taught in this era is it's just that so the, the indigenous over. people just fell rolled over. Rolled they rolled over, over. And took it. But they were just like... slaughtered or they just rolled over. And it's not true. Not like, at all. they fought back. Yeah. They were successful in a lot of. In a lot of areas and at a lot of times, like, oh, it's crazy. Like, so I, I'm glad you're talking about it because yeah. I think it's an important topic. And, you know, I don't know how the education system really works in other parts of the world, but I assume we learn about it in school because it's on our continent. Yeah. You know, it, it, even, even then, like, we didn't touch, like, I didn't learn anything about Russian anything. history yeah. in school. I had to learn about that later. Like, we didn't even really go over South American history. We did a little bit when I was in like, when I was ten. Yeah, it exactly. was like, hey, look at these cool Mayans, and we're going to talk a tiny bit about the Aztecs to kind of pique your interest in history. And then it was like, okay, but we're not going to talk about South America because that's a touchy subject. Yeah, since, we're not. We're not since gonna... Brazil just barely got their independence. It was well, like, what and, the fuck? Yeah, and their their fucking their current political shit that's going yeah, on is crazy. Mess. Heart goes but, out to them, but like, it, it's so important to talk about. Like, there there was so much that was lost during that time period, and if the myth that per, you know continues to be perpetuated in at least American society, I can't speak for anywhere else, that they were just pushovers. Yeah, that's like it makes so much more sense when you see in the news, oh, indigenous tribe wins lawsuit against oil company or whatever, yeah. whatever the fuck it is, and you see the picture, and they're in their indigenous outfits and they have the makeup and they're in a courtroom like yeah. it makes it so much more badass to understand where they're coming from the hundreds and hundreds of years that they have been standing up yeah like it, it makes it so much crazier that they as as a tribe held up against people that had technology that was so much more advanced than what they had and they stayed around yeah, like they're still here. It is astounding. It's, it's badass. It, it, yeah, it's cool shit. And I'm. It makes I'm me. It makes me real sad more. that my ancestors were probably like Nazis or something. <laughs> like, what the fuck? Yeah, just a fucking typical white piece of shit. Exactly. Like, yay, that's us. Yay. Oh man, well you got Patreon pulled up. Nope. R.I.P. We're closing. No. Yeah. Right. <laughs> All right. So patreoncom forward slash points of pressure. You know, if you want an extra bonus full episode, if you want a bunch of small rambling topics, uh, we do a, we've done a couple of videos on there, a little studio yeah, tour, some good you know, all stuff. that fun stuff. Uh, we'll do a, a bathrobe reveal at 20. Yeah, and we'll have <laughs> our, our fourth Patreon exclusive episode up this month, too. Yep. Uh, and yeah, so watch out for those. 
And mm. yeah, so of yeah. course, the people who make all of the decisions around here, the board, we have Mini D, Nordic Thunder, and Toddle Waddle. Thank you guys so much for, you know, seriously. Taking going the extra mile, seriously. Like couldn't do it without crazy. you guys. It's fucking wild every time. Every month when we get those payments, it's like what the fuck. Thank it's like, you. Yeah, guys. we can pay so, the bills. So we can oh hell yeah. Um and then of course we've got Abby, AJ's third nut, Haley, Thomas, Dark Runner, D's nuts, and Lara Revo. Uh, thank you guys so much. Holy and shit, yeah. Yeah, we, it's crazy. You guys as well. Thank you. Oh, yeah, of course. For, yeah, everybody's contributing, us. keeping the lights on. You guys yeah. just don't make as many decisions. Yeah, you guys <laughs> just don't decide what every episode's on. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Sure. Um, and like I said, keep an eye out on October 28th for our live stream. Uh, 1 p.m. Mountain Standard Time. Make the conversions because I don't know where the fuck you live. So I can't tell you your time. If you want help figuring that out, reach out to us on Instagram and Twitter, at Points O Pressure. And as always, reach out if you have any show recommendations, TV, movies, books, music, whatever. If you just need somebody to talk to, reach out to us there as well, and we will catch you guys next Monday.